Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. We are only previewing the biggest game in world football today, people. It's Friday the 28th of August. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Vidushan Hunter-Raja. Sorry, mate. It's the crescendo <laughs> of the intro, and I can feel it like a wave over me. Mm. And I've got to say my name and then dart out of the way. And yeah. I think I did it very well. There. You did it brilliantly well. I thought. Yeah. I yeah. think you should go second, Luke. No, because I, I feel like Rishi's name is the best name, and so it should be. And by the way, this is not my choice. I don't know why you're saying it's my choice. It's producer Charlie's. You choice. just muscle in, don't you? Fish is supposed to be speaking. You just muscle in like you do. I just read it in order. All I've got to do is read my name. There was once where I, I did go second once when Jules was presenting with Pete, but I think Pete was the one who went into the system and, and he probably did it. Yeah. into the mainframe. Yeah. That's uh, what he's always uh, doing, isn't he? Uh, Pete, Pete's um, Pete's ad- adherence to the running order is legendarily bad to the point of where we've had a running order for the Luke and Pete show that we've done for three years, and it's a shared Google Doc, and I can look at who's edited it and who hasn't, and Pete's never been in it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else got any shows they want to plug? Yeah, what, what's wrong with that? It's a great show. People should go listen to it now. It's lots of fun. Pizza Superstar. I'm just saying, it doesn't adhere to a running order. Speaking of which, get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You, you just you just trailed the biggest game in the football calendar. Yes, the world football. friends, it's bloody. It's the community shield. It's back. How do we feel? Yeah. Can we believe I mean, it? Chiefly, back again. Chiefly surprised. Is how I feel. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking the community shield as as a shield itself. Mm. Um, that would need to be cleaned quite thoroughly because at least in, on a on a trophy, you know where to hold it. And so you could you oh, just have to sanitize yeah. those yeah. bits, don't you? Yeah. But you've got to do the whole shield. It's the least COVID friendly trophy, is what you're saying. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I, think don't, know right, right, yeah. I don't know why we're still doing it. Apart from the Wimbledon, the Rose Bowl, you well, know. It's the, the same thing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It's exactly the same. The, what, the Wimbledon Tennis Championship? Yeah. The, hasn't, hasn't it got the, a pineapple on the top of it? That's no, the, the gentleman's, the, the ladies' one is. The gentleman's trophy. Gentleman's singles trophy. Yeah. Is that what it's called? It's the worst sport, isn't it? Yeah, it's 100% the worst sport. Yeah. Almost as bad as cricket. I think I think tennis, cricket's got a lot to credit it. I think tennis is a horrendous sport. How do you mean horrendous? Let's unpack that. How do you mean, firstly, horrendous? I hate the sense of humour of the Wimbledon crowd. Right. Yeah, it is. Back it, me on that. No, You're no, going no, off pathetic. the tennis. Oh, Andy Murray's playing, and someone shouts, "Come on, Tim!" And everyone laughs. Oh, and before you know it, Cliff Richards involved. Fuck yeah. off. So all you're saying really is that you hate the people who go to Wimbledon, which is not at all people who follow tennis. No, I, th- I think I find it's that... people who want to go. It's a sort of society thing. Oh, an old people. Iranian man's doing something funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people have got to take their humour where they can. Oh. They don't all listen to the football. He shouldn't, he shouldn't be playing. Oh, that, I know that. <laughs> Uh, I, I um I just find despite ten- your attempts, look like. I just find I just find tennis a little bit boring. Of course, people need to do whatever they want to do. Good on them. It's not for me. Bish, how do you feel? Uh, I just yeah. I, I think I think I don't despise tennis. I think I despise aspects of Wimbledon. Despise. It's yeah. Heavy, isn't it? How much yeah. is it for a strawberries and cream these days? I have absolutely no. That idea. is always something that goes in the news. The week of Wimbledon. Mason's not paying for strawberries and cream as he rocks up there. <laughs> when you're as wealthy all as Mason, you don't ask the price. Oh, yeah. come All England get tennis pass there. Here we go. Yeah. I'm a self-made court. woman, I'll have yeah. you know. Bloody yeah. hell. <laughs> anyway, the, the Community Shield is marginally more interesting than the Wimbledon tennis tournament. Oh, do you reckon? I think so, yeah. That's actually quite a big shout from you. Yeah. Um, anyway... Just in case, let's tell people who are, who's in it, perhaps, because, yeah, yeah. you know... People will, because people literally won't know. Yeah. They won't um, be ready for this in any way, shape or form. They won't be ready. No. Guys, get ready, because it's happening. It's tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Arsenal against Liverpool in the Men's Community Shield. That's at 4.30. Before that, there's the Women's Community Shield at 12.30. That's Chelsea against Manchester City. Uh, first time they've both been done together, and actually first time the women have had theirs since 2008. Um, and that's let, live on the BBC as well. Yeah, right? exactly. They're yeah. both. It's a double header, yeah. um, and of course behind closed doors. In case we need to remind people of that, it's let's not forget. Also, hard for us to forget, but it is less than a week after the Champions League final yeah. for the men. The women's is still going on, and you know it's obviously it's a FA Cup winners against the league winners. So Arsenal, Liverpool. Yeah. In the in the women's one, the FA Cup hasn't actually finished. <laughs> it's going <laughs> to yeah. finish in October. So. They're just playing First the league second. winners against, well, and also the holders of the yeah. FA Cup. So, so, when, so it's just so, mad is what I'm saying. The football season has just turned into this conglomeration yeah, of crazy. It's now just a interpretation of some kind of dance, yeah. elaborate, elaborate kind of artistic dance. Just do whatever you want. It's like a big maelstrom of particles. You yeah. grab what you want when you need it. Mm-hmm. But, so, so the women's one's on like 12.30 on BBC and the, and the men's one's on 4.30 on BT Sport, right? I think that's right. And not both on the BBC, I don't think. So I'm, I misspoke earlier. But what I wanted to say, Vish, to you, because you're a serious journalist. So are you, Kate, to be fair. You both are. I'm oh, not. thanks, mate. So I'll ask you both. I think you are. Why you are a serious journalist. Why, Come on, Leek. I'm not even entertaining. <laughs> why, why, why is this happening tomorrow 
uh, and not happening the week before the football season actually starts? Because why is it being rushed through? Is it just because it's already been organised and they can't change it? The only thing I can think of is there's some kind of protocol reason around using Wembley or because they didn't quite know till very late on when the Premier League was going to be ready to start. So they mm. just made their best guess and they thought the Premier League might be ready to start on the 5th but it's actually only ready to start on the 12th because it just seems astonishingly quick after last uh, last weekend. It seems astonishingly It does. Just, it, what, yeah. what, well, I don't even know where I am with this. <laughs> Mad. Uh, yeah, I mean, they could have waited another week. I, thought, no, the, the, I know the players could have done with another week, especially when we've got international games coming up as well, and that might have maybe played a part in it, that mm. they had to, because of quarantine rules and people are coming back from international duty that they, would have, they wouldn't have been able to play that weekend. Maybe. Can you remember last year's? No, who can possibly forget? Ooh. Everyone would have of it. Liverpool won. Liverpool played Man City, won all. Man City won on penalties. Uh, Man City won the year before as well, but they won't have a chance to go for their legendary three peaks <laughs> this year, which will live long in the memory. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember that one. I was I hosted that one on what? being sports. It was quite a big deal. What for Man me. City Chelsea or Man yeah. City Liverpool? Man City Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, great. Yeah. That's yeah. good. How that was, was it? Bit, that was a big moment. Yeah. Was it good? Someone was ill. <laughs> and I'd actually, and I'd actually only just I'd opportunity been hit, knocked. I'd been hit in the face by a squash ball. The, <laughs> the previous day. Well, we need to hear more about this. By, I mean, obviously, by, I assume by accident. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, but you know, as the, the crucially, the, were you playing squash? Yes. Okay. Right. So that kind of explains it. Mm-hmm. The makeup they put on is very thick. Tends yeah. to be in yeah. in the Arab world, and uh, yeah, so they it didn't really matter to be honest. It just kind of pasted over me. But yeah, what part of the face? Um, nearly aren't in the I? eye yeah. Ooh, wow. were you wearing a pair of protected glasses? I was not no which you should right because one player recently one of the world's top players got hit in the eye and he's starting a campaign to, to get people to wear those bloody glasses because regular listeners to this show may not know Kate, Kate that you are an exceptional squash player you played to a high level, right, squash? I don't like to talk about my yeah. squash. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, apparently it's true. Really? <laughs> apparently it's true, mate. Yeah. So what? the violin and squash. <laughs> you can see why <laughs> I'm so much fun. Yeah. Did, did you play corfball to a high level as well? <laughs> I don't I even know what that is. <laughs> it's a sport played by people who don't like playing sport. Okay, right. My okay. only other thing is chess, okay. really. But anyway, I don't like to talk about that either. I thought that was tennis. <laughs> Let's get back to it. Yeah. Um, so you know, you hosted the coverage. Good for you. And, 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 and that's been a very very important rung on the ladder which sees you now in the Football Ramble studio. I think that might be the case. Yeah, yeah. I took over this uh, the following year, so last year, I got Andy Gray to do it. Wow. So, so Never heard of him. So what do we read into that? Yeah, that's fascinating. Okay, Andy Gray gate. <laughs> he should have a bright future. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kate, I was going to say though, because you've hosted that in a foreign country, is mm. that to say that it is actually quite a big deal? Because I think some, I think here at the moment, we're a bit like, not least because it's just sprung upon us, but I think generally we're a bit like, why are we playing this? You know, I think we mm. always lose sight of the fact that it is actually quite a big deal as the quote unquote curtain raiser of yeah. the um, Premier League season. I was, hoping we're gonna one, get for a, I was hoping we were going to get for a whole episode without using the phrase curtain raiser. Well, I did I did, I did. air quotes there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Crucially, I, I, though, it's an audio show. No, I know, but now I've said it. Now I've said I've done air quotes. <laughs> he did and do I, air quotes, I, I guys. Thought, I think I said it with the, with the tone of someone doing air quotes as well. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That, that gives you diplomatic immunity, doesn't it? Um, I, I would also like to add that in 2008, I attended the Community Shield, and it was between Portsmouth and Manchester oh. United. And it was, I think... It's a packed list for the worst game I've ever been to, but that one's definitely part of the conversation to the point where I just left before the penalties. <laughs> Seriously? It was so bad. Are you, are you joking? No. That's I mean, horrible. Possibly lost on penalties anyway. I don't think, I don't think they scored a single yeah, one. Yeah, but you didn't they know they were going to if you left. Well, I think regular followers of the, football, of the Portsmouth Football Club team will know that they probably were going to lose on penalties. 
They're not, they're not exactly known for their high achievement. It was honestly, it was, it was, it was less a football match, more a Massive. constant, you know, dull. As people put it, people just said yesterday, a constant dull pain that oh. you were just done anything to get rid of. So that's what I did. The thing I'm sad about. Are we sad about this? Burnt Leno is fit again. Uh, oh, I just hit the table. Yeah, wow, that, <laughs> the passion for, from a Spurs fan. <laughs> for Burnt Leno. But I just, you know, Martinez. He's said some beautiful stuff, and he's been really. He's been really good, hasn't he? And yeah. now Bernd Leno's back. Brilliant. And he hasn't been able to train because he's been at home in Argentina. So yeah. he's come back and he's quarantining and he's been training on his own and will be able to play in the, you know, in the final on Saturday. But, well, sorry, in the Community Shield on Saturday. But they would have trained and got their shape with Leno in place, who, who was first choice. And up until when he got injured, had a good lay claim for being one of Arsenal's players of the season mm. alongside Aubameyang. Uh, so... I mean, it was a lovely story. He did very, very well, Martinez. Oh, Leno is the better keeper. I don't, I don't really think there's actually. Much I've, I've seen a couple of Arsenal fans around the time saying, "Oh, they would, they would stick with with Martinez." Yeah, I think I, it's I, an I, emotional I, response, though, don't right, you? Right. I suppose to, you would for, con, for continuity and all his crying and yeah. being like, "This is such a moment for me." It was. We talked about it. No. But, I, th- I think people love to see that, don't they? Oh, Look, do, yeah, football, do, yeah. People love to see that yeah. football matters to these incredibly well-paid people who are coming, particularly as well, you know, they don't have necessarily an affinity to the club. They're not, yeah. you know, local. He's embraced that club. Yeah. And he, I thought it was and what's, and what's he got? what's he got as a result? Dropped. Oh. Well, that, I mean, that's, that's the thing. I think it's the, the type of goodwill that carries over a lot easier from it, it, this particular era where... It's only a couple of weeks between the end of last season and yeah. start of this one. Uh, whereas I think if it was, if it was any, a normal situation, after about two months, people would have forgotten about it, wouldn't yeah. they? But true, because uh, it would have been a much bigger pre-season. Do you remember how angry Leno was when he got injured? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, but he was uh, uh, pointing at more play, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, God, yes. Because yeah. he, he was so angry that the commentators started to say or started to think that Leno was going to be out for a very long time. He's like, he knows. He knows how long he's going to be out. Look how angry he is. Just turned out he's angry. But that's he's classic, back already. That's <laughs> classic commentary though, isn't yeah, it? So I like, so. oh, read, I'm reading the mind reading of the player. The lines. Yeah, reading the lines. <laughs> I know what he's thinking. <laughs> Let me just explain it. But were you, were you guys, you guys are, well, we're all big football fans here, obviously. Will you be excited for the game to, to, um, this weekend? I think so. But then I, th- then I think most of my interest in the Community Shield has been because the Premier League's around the corner. So the fact that we've got another, wait another two weeks for that and the fact yeah. that we've had so much of it before. Yeah. I can't, I'm more worried about this, really, because I, th- I think they should, the players should have had should a longer break. Because yeah. we're in a situation now where Liverpool have got quite a few injuries. Arsenal have got a, c- a couple of issues, but then they're also in the midst of renegotiating with Aubameyang, who everyone seems to be pretty confident that he's going to sign a three-year deal for mm. 250 grand a week. Um, they still haven't sorted out what they're going to do with Danny Ceballos, who's obviously potentially going to be quite a big part for them, but but not. The transfer window is still open. We're out of the way through to October. So everything feels like a bit of a mess here. We feel like trying to cram oh, it in. And from a absolutely. from a performance perspective, those teams are going to be a little bit fearful that while they're still trying to get things sorted behind closed doors, sorry, behind the scenes, and while they're trying to sort out their tactical shape and what players they really want to use and stuff like that, suddenly they'll be three games deep and they'll have... You know, maybe got only, you know, they would have lost a couple of games in that. Yeah, I, I was just going to say to echo what you're saying there. I mean, the the, the website I normally used to preview um, to to look at what's going to happen and what people think um, the teams are going to be and everything. Is <laughs> literally put in their team news section. In such unprecedented times, it's difficult to know who's available <laughs> and who isn't. <laughs> um, with players coming and going, it only adds to the confusion. 
Oh. That's basically their preview. <laughs> yeah. So who knows what's happening? Give could this be, to me. Like I said, it could be some kind of interpretive dance for all we know. At least you guys have got the football ramble to keep you right across the ins <laughs> yeah. and outs of this. Well, Liverpool, and another thing is, before we move on, is Liverpool, are Liverpool going to care about this? Is that a trophy for them? Are they, are, they, are they of the Mourinho persuasion when it comes to the Community Shield? Where you go around and sh- tell people at the end of the season to put the third finger up because you won the Community Shield? I, I think if they if they win it, it will be something that they have already always planned. And if they lose it, meh. Partridge Shrug is such, you know. such a It's a warm-up up game. What it is, is it's a warm-up yeah. game and it's interesting to see. But the thing is, they haven't really warmed down. Um, no. <laughs> and as you mentioned, yeah. Um, yeah, the transfer window. It's like a football all-nighter, isn't it? They've gone straight to the new part, next party without yeah, going home. That's actually a really yeah. good comparison. Yeah. And no one wants to be there. No. No one really wants to be there, but, but they want to be seen to be there. Yeah. A couple of the guys want to be there. Yeah. They're only delighted. Like, they think this is the moment of their lives. Only the ones off their head in the corner. <laughs> Cedric Suarez wants to be there. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I mean, Martinez wants to be there. But, yeah. You know, yeah, he can't, though. The question is, will he? Um, speaking of that, trans- that wide-open transfer window with its well over 30 days remaining, uh, Matt Dirty is going to join Spurs. Almost certainly, it sounds like. Advanced negotiations. I was asking someone in Sky what that means. Advanced negotiations. It means sort of the third time they've chatted, was his view. Yeah. Speak, was that Jim White you spoke to? No. Okay. <laughs> so the third date. Yeah. I think yeah. kind of. Yeah. We're in the advanced negotiations. But that doesn't sound very advanced, does it? So yeah. we're introducing him to the parents. Third date! Bloody hell! That's what they're that's saying. That's very pushy. Advanced negotiations. You introduce people to their parents after three dates. People? What do you mean people? <laughs> yeah, I just, if I meet someone three times, there's like a clause where I have to introduce them to my parents. Did you get on with Luke's parents, Fish? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're wonderful. They salt, like salt, the earth, salt the earth people. Yeah, yeah. Love, they'd love, Fish would love it around my mum and dad's house. He'd love it. <laughs> what? On the, on, the, on the topic of dates, I had a really um, awkward second date with my partner because in my head, when you start a second date, you basically start from the beginning, don't you? You kind of, so even if you kiss oh, at the end of whatever you're like hard right, research, you just, yeah you just you take a couple of steps back and you go back through it again yeah and we we met up for our second day i walked over to her to like give her a kiss on the cheek and she went straight in <gasps> oh and i was totally thrown by that so i was like <laughs> okay what do i do now so i was like all right we're going to a restaurant i'll hold her hand you know mm. I, I was just totally thrown and then like years later <laughs> found out she was like we were, we were like sat chatting and she went that was so weird when you held my hand on that second date. <laughs> and I went, you went straight in there for the start of the second date. She was like, yeah, what was wrong with that? And that's how we finished the first date. Oh, so it can get this messy. Is, this is great stuff. No, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> All I'm saying is be wary. Just because you're in the advanced stage of negotiations. Don't just, snog Dotty. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying Levy and Dotty are probably snogging right now? No, because yeah. COVID. Oh, yeah. Mm, Dental down, can't, probably. Yeah. Can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't Pete say when you said COVID to him that you you um that you you put his lips on the big trombone, didn't he? And, and kiss him like that in a socially distanced way. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's um, what he said. Right, Dotty. Yeah, I think this he is has a bit... made fifty appearances for Wolves, <laughs> and think... he plays an advanced position. He does. Yeah, I think this is a really good move for Spurs because not only does he have a great engine, as shown by those number of games, but when Mourinho came in with Spurs and specifically with Aurier, he was doing that thing tactically where with the ball, he'd get Aurier kind of moving up to the right wing and everyone kind of shuffling across. Mm. So it'd essentially be three at the back and Ben Davies was always that left side of centre-back. And it worked really well in, in parts during games, but Aurier was never disciplined enough. And also it's quite a knackering thing to do to just constantly be back and forth, playing basically only playing with one wing, wing back. And that's more often than not when Aurea got found out when balls were going over the yeah. top of him. And he couldn't, you could tell there were some times where 
he'd go for a header early when the ball's coming over the top because he just couldn't back himself to have the energy to sprint around and cut it off. And Doherty, someone with a, a much better engine as well. I think he was like the top five on sprints for, for Wolves last season. When you, when you consider the kind of players they have, it's pretty damn impressive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be um, a, a really central signing for Spurs as well. My, um, you know, Paul Hawksby, in my opinion, legendary broadcaster, he said something really funny on the radio yesterday. He said uh, um, he was talking about Daniel Levy asking for the same amount for Serge Aurier from AC Milan and that Spurs paid for him. And he said, uh, Daniel Levy is essentially saying that Serge Aurier is every bit as good a footballer as the day he si- we signed him. And in many ways, he's absolutely right. <laughs> 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 really made me laugh. I think it's an interesting signing. Fish, one thing you haven't mentioned there is that, that obviously Wolves famously play with this wing-back system. And Spurs, from what I've seen, and I went, to, I went to Spurs a few times last season, don't really play three at the back. So are we expecting him, do you think, to convert Matt Doherty into a straight fullback? Or are we anticipating a change of system? That's exactly my question. Because with mm. Wolves, you've seen them, the whole point was how they fit together. We've talked about this a lot. And it's, am I, the Spurs fit together? Maybe this is the missing piece. Uh, but, but that's the thing. I think Doherty is um, more suited to the role that Mourinho wants Aurier to play. Because he essentially wants a wing back on that side. Mm. He doesn't really want, because, I mean, unless they sign a, a left back who can recreate that. Ultimately, he's going to get Son to do a lot of that dirty work on the left. Well, Doherty can play on the left as well. He has played on the left before. I don't think, you, I don't think you'd want him to, though. Probably wouldn't want him, no, but yeah. he can. And, and he's also, he's, he fits the Mourinho profile. He's like a senior pro. He's got European experience. Um, you know, he's been around a long time. I mean, you say he played 50 times last season, I think. So, yeah, so, I mean... I mean, to be honest, that was like... All of the bloody Wolves players seem to have done. Yeah, well, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They didn't have enough people to yeah. make it possible for anyone to have a rest ever. Um, but so the, yeah. the Spurs have needed fullbacks for quite a long time. I mean, yes. they, they, it's been it's been yeah. it's been clear. Like if you when you go and see them or when you watch them on TV and they're playing against someone decent. I mean, I was at the Leipzig game. They, they played at home in the Champions League last season. Just felt like the cupboard was pretty bare. Not just for players, but for like ideas as well. There was long out ball to Lucas Moore. Game, over right? It's like you really you really felt like. I know it's a kind of cliche thing to say about Mourinho and the jury is maybe still out depending on what he does this season. And it's, again, it's going to be hard to judge him because the summer that he's not going to have been able to have. But you felt a bit like he, he was yesterday's man against this young, exciting coach in Nagelsmann. These players at Leipzig were just buzzing around all over the place. It just felt like they didn't have the tools to deal with it. Um, and so he's got a big job on his hands. Doherty's got experience in playing quite an interesting system at a decent level in Europe as well. So it could be a really exciting signing for them, as exciting as a signing like Matt Doherty gets. Oh, you know. okay, bit mean. But it's not. But it's not. No, no, no. I, I don't mean to be mean to him because he's a great player. But it's not something that is going to get people, Spurs fans, refreshing the message boards, is it? Maybe not. But I think in, maybe they need that though. In, yeah, I think mm. in some ways those can be. Yeah, you're right. That it's not. You know, we're not going to be signing Lionel Messi, from what I can tell. Well, I'm just saying Messi's available. Yeah, it's, and, it's not a. Yeah. It's not a signing of that of that kind. But equally, I think. People do. I think fans do like to see evidence of clear thinking about what is missing. And we've just, mm. just the three of, you know, we're not scouts, but we've just been able to quite easily identify that this is a position that, that needs coverage. You know, mm-hmm. Carl Walker-Peters seemed to be coming into the side and, and doing well at the start of query last season, last yeah. season. Um, sorry, they all turn into about five seasons. Mm. Um, but then he kind of fell down the pecking order and left. Um, it seems like Serge Aurier is, as you pointed out, Vish, pretty accident prone, perhaps as a result of not having enough um, pace and stamina. So 
yeah, great news. You've got to also remember that because Spurs have kept a lot of the same players, that they basically kind of play in the same way. And Kyle Walker was such a big part of that. And Kyle Walker spoiled Spurs, really, didn't he? Because he was so good at right back and mm. getting back and forward and, and being such a threat in the attacking third that, you know, you get rid of him. There's not many other replacements around the world, really. Yeah, I also I also feel that they've got other questions to answer. I mean, Andy was talking a week or two ago about how Tongi and Dombele wants to go. Oh, God, don't. I don't want to talk about that. What thank the, you. What, what, what the hell is that? What, what the hell is that? What on earth is going on with What them? the hell is going on? It's but, so annoying. Andy, I can't believe Andy, it. And he got COVID as well. Andy said oh, to me. Oh, everyone's got COVID. Yeah, Andy <laughs> Paul Pogba's got COVID. Vish has got what? No. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't, have you? No. Uh, Andy was saying either on the show or he said to me, I can't remember which it was, he said that if Daniel Levy said to Ndombele, you can go, but you have to ride a skateboard on your belly to Dover, <laughs> no, yeah. he would do it. That's how much he wants to go. Yeah, it's, mate, it's so, If honestly, if Tottenham lose Tongi and Dombele, I just, that's, Forget dirty and signing good people. That's just bloody annoying and leave, a disaster. Leaving though. the back door open. Yeah, they just signed him for a lot of money. I don't understand. Clearly a very good if player If you look well. at that side with these people that we're putting in, with Hoiberg, with like, um, yeah, Lo Celso in the middle, Tony and Dominate next to him. What the hell? Hmm. Why can't we make it work? This is the most animated I've ever seen. Yeah, you. I'm pissed. Well, actually, since the production meeting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you were being a bit of a dick. <laughs> if the cap fits, Kate, if the cap fits, I will wear it. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get to a break then because we have a lot to come in part two, not least a very untrailed so far episode of Luke's Game. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. 
Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. Yes, a reminder that you can sign up and support us on Patreon where you'll receive loads of extra behind-the-scenes content, bonus podcast episodes and access to our Discord chat server from as little as $5 a month. Regular users of the Discord chat server will know that it pops off on the regular. It's very, very busy and well worth checking out. But the most important news I've got for you today is that we also run monthly competitions, as many of you will know, um, for our subscribers. And today is no exception. We have scored an absolute doozy of a prize this month. If you sign up to our Patreon this weekend at patreon.com forward slash football ramble daily, you'll be in with the chance of winning an Uni Karu outdoor pizza oven. That's right. Your own outdoor pizza oven. Sign up at patreon.com forward slash football ramble daily by 5am British time uh, this Monday 31st of August everyone signed up before the deadline including those of you who are already Patreon subscribers will be eligible for the prize signing up to a higher tier also makes you more likely to win if you sign up to our supporters club tier you'll be entered once into the competition if you sign up to our ramble on tier you'll be entered twice and if you sign up for our highest tier as well as becoming an official friend of the ramble your name will be entered three times into the competition so that's patreon.com forward slash football ramble daily by 5am on Monday 31st of August to enter and we'll announce the winner on that Monday's episode of the ramble a brand new pizza oven of your own go get it oh man I'd love that. Yeah, I'd love it. it. We all want it. Yeah, we can't have it. We feel a bit down that we can't have it. We're not eligible, sadly. No. All right, then, it's time for a new one of these. We concentrate on the topics. We're pretty good to many topics today. Yeah, glorious round of topics answers last week. I have to this week. I have to say, guys, thank you so much for those. I'm excited about managers dressed as mascots and <laughs> and just you know, you know, Nogglesman perhaps listening in and getting a few more suggestions as to. I mean, his fashion choices could not get worse. Sorry, yeah. he could do worse than listening in to us. Well, no, I, don't, I hope he's not listening in because his Superman fashion, outfit. Well, his fashion choices are clearly very impressionable. So if he listens True. in. It, yeah, it looked like an absolute state. Next yeah. well, at one point, it got really meta this week, where someone actually emailed in, and admittedly, it's on us because we read it out, uh, saying <laughs> that managers should dress up in the masks of other managers. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like some kind of Inception type vibe. I couldn't really get my head around face it, really. off. Yeah, exactly. I, I actually think that's got legs. Although yeah. people would be pretty pissed off if they were Nogglesman and they had to, they were pretending to be him and they were in his horrible suit. But imagine if it was like V for Vendetta, where everyone had the same Nogglesman mask. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's creepy. Well, there'll be none of that this week because okay. we have got a new topics question, and here it is. With Tom, this is what we need you to think about. With Tom Hardy voicing the Spurs Amazon documentary, it's coming out on Monday, actually. Spurs fans, and also is, all is, people. Is, I is guess. Tom Hardy a Spurs fan? I didn't particularly think so. Okay, right. I just wondered. I just imagine he's got a nice voice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so he's got a great voice. I hope yeah. he does it in his Bane voice, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How was I? Pretty muffled. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. sorry. That'd be <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Slip that in there. Important. That's important. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's voicing that. That's out on Monday. Um, 
And also Russell Crowe did the Leeds documentary. I don't think. Well, he's a big Leeds fan. Is he? Not famous to me. No. Well, I think no, I'm no, confusing. No. I think I'm confusing Russell Crowe with Russell Brand. To be honest. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we want to know which famous person would would you have voicing a series on your club, and why? I'd probably go for to get people started. I'd probably go for um, Portsmouth being voiced by John F- Portsmouth Football Club Westwood <laughs> with the bell. So like he just it's just but a, just the bell. No, it's just a piss bloke doing the doing <laughs> narration, and then every so often it's like a bell banging in the background. That's what I would do. Just right. a piss bloke. He would be the narrator have. we deserve. Aww. Let's be honest. Yeah. Who oh. would you have, Vish? I United? I would have a Sims character. What? How do they speak? They they're speaking gibberish, and so after after like the couple of seasons we've had, I think we we deserve nothing but gibberish. <laughs> and then so all they get, like, mam, mam, and then we allow Solskjaer to defend it. Yeah, I think you'll find he's actually speaking very coherently, and uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it's a great club. You know, yeah. when I used to play Sims in 1999. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we won a cup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sims yeah. character. Yeah. I'm lucky to have so many great Sims characters to choose from. Yeah, in guilt. Well, email your suggestions to show at footballrambledaily.com or tweet us using the hashtag Ramble Topics and we'll get the best of them or some of the worst of them in some cases yeah. on the oh, we'll show. We'll definitely get that. <laughs> 100%. On the show. Now, we need to spend a little time talking about G-Baz because... Gaz-Baz. gaz Yeah. Uh, Gareth Barry has announced his retirement. He played 89 minutes in the championship last season, which I think it's fair to say is not bad for a 39-year-old. But not what he would expect of himself because he's a machine. Isn't he? Yeah, absolute machine. I mean, 22 years at the top of the game. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I mean, the, the fact is, we will be conditioned to watch footballers, see them do their thing all the time and take it for granted. You know, sometimes when, when someone like Gareth Barry announces his retirement, you have to, first of all, think about how difficult it is to become a professional footballer in the first place, the dedication you need, you know, how you have to apply yourself, how hard you have to work. And then to stay at the top level for that, le- that length of time is incredible. The average... I think the average professional footballer's career is only a few years, I think. So for him to be to do it for 22 years is crazy. And, and, and he would have been a professional footballer longer than a lot of our listeners have even been alive. Which is, it's, it's mad. It's mad. Mm. It's amazing. Well, when he came onto the scene, his, you know, he, he played from, from such a young age and he played primarily as a defender, whether he was left back or centre back. Yeah. And then he just slowly started moving up the pitch. So he played <laughs> left wing and then he played a few games in the centre midfield. And it was only really, I think, Martin O'Neill who said to him, right, you're just going to be a central midfielder now. Oh, and when Pep Guardiola does it, everyone goes mad. <laughs> oh, Philip Lahm, Joshua Kimmich, Gareth Barry's doing this in 1987. Yeah. Pioneer. Yeah. And he um, nearly replaced Xavi Alonso as well. Yeah. yeah I mean, that he was, got pissed off about that, to be fair to him, didn't he? Who? Barry? Barry. Or I mean, Barry Gerald. They wouldn't let him go, would they? He just pissed <laughs> off, I remember. But the, uh, it, it, there, was, uh, there was an interview uh, with him back in uh, 2009 where he talks about how he developed as a player. And he said he realised he saw where the game was going and that he couldn't just worry about what he was doing with the ball. He had to basically study and um, reacquaint himself with what it is to be spatially aware, yeah. especially if he was going to play in the centre midfield. And the fact that he went on to do that for Manchester City of all teams Amazing. is pretty incredible. And yeah, he's, you know, you talked about the longevity there. Uh, so, for example, James Anderson in the cricket has just taken his 600th wicket. And one of the things that's thrown at him is that, well, if you play that many games, you are going to get, you are going to take 600 wickets. No, but wickets. it's about being a pace bowler and being able to do that. Yeah, but but, yeah. but but they say, you know, if you play that many games, you why wouldn't you take Well, because so the wickets. frequency of test matches is a lot Yeah, and, and especially yeah. the way England play them. But like... 
he's not winning a raffle every time and, and getting picked. And much the same way <laughs> no. that Gareth Barry, teams aren't obligated to pick Gareth Barry. They're <laughs> no, not, no. Kind of passing him round bit by bit. <laughs> yeah. and if you can squeeze anything out of that, like an old bit of toothpaste. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, you know, he's so he's you know he's he's got there on merit and of um, yeah, all, more power to him. He's, he does yeah. definitely need a rest. I actually saw him play. So Portsmouth's first ever Premier League game at Fratton Park was against Aston Villa in 2000 and I'm going to say 2003, so 17 years ago. And Gareth Barry played, scored a penalty and was sent off. But um, I remember him playing, I'm pretty sure he played on the left in that game. And I remember, obviously, I was on the side of the pitch. So I remember seeing him and thinking, God, yeah, what a great player he is. Because he he um, he was kind of, by this point, he'd been playing for a while. I think he already had 100 appearances at that point in 2003. <laughs> uh, but he was hyped as a kind of really bright young thing, wasn't he? Came for at Brighton, went to, went to Villa where he sort of made his name. The interesting thing I find is that the conditioning of players at the top level now is such that um, if you look at the top 10 players with the most Premier League appearances, I, I feel like back in the day, it used to be quite a lot of goalkeepers. Yeah. Mm. And now mm. it's not goalkeepers at all. I think mm. David James is the only one in the top seven or eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Mark Schwartz is there or thereabouts. Um, so it's amazing what can be achieved. I mean, he's, he's played more games than Brian Giggs, more games than um, well, although, Frank Lampard. Although, little asterisk on that. So he's got a record 653 in the Premier League, 53 England caps, yeah. uh, Gareth Barry. And we don't want to take anything away from him or indeed from his record for Sounds yellow like cards. Sounds like you're about to, though, okay? 119 yellow cards, more yeah. than anyone else. Good lads. Um, but in terms of Brian Giggs, if he had played his first 40 games for Man U, in the Premier League, Got Makes he sense. would actually have been the top. So there is, you know, there's the old like oh, the football League started start. in okay, 1992. Right. But still, yeah. I mean, you know, we're quibbling. I mean, that's poor by him, Gareth Barry. Why is he even in it then, if that's the case? Yeah. Why did he start earlier? Yeah, pathetic. <laughs> oh, he's been an amazing servant. I'm really, really... Uh, Really pleased that he's been able to do what he's been able to do. The only other player who's got over 100 yellow cards in the Premier League? I know this, actually. I hope so. I do know this, yeah. Wayne Rooney. Well, that makes sense. I think Wayne Rooney breached the the, the legendary that's, hundred barrier. That's amazing to me. Yeah, the only those. The two. Only oh no, he was player. he was such a gobshite. Oh, you mean, <laughs> oh, you mean the fact that he's the only other player? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. surprised other people haven't. Yeah. Congrats to Gaza Baza, and it seems as though he's probably going to make a pretty good manager potentially, given what we think about how he's been following the game and how he changed himself as a player. Someone else who may or may not make a good manager. We're going to talk Messi. Oh yeah, he's been doing it for ten years. <laughs> I was going right. to say, yeah. yeah. So we know it's already happening. Sometimes all <laughs> right, good? sometimes not that good. <laughs> yeah, I love but, I love the fact that we can talk about Messi every day. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's isn't cool. It? Yeah, it's great. Well, Bartomeu has now said that if Messi says he's going to stay, he'll resign because the question is about whether or not you know it's all about the chairman and how the club is run. It's all, it's all too late. I heard I heard on the radio yesterday that um, or I read that um, <laughs> Bartomeu quitting is a prerequisite for any discussions that may or may not happen about Messi staying at Barcelona. Bloody so Bartomeu is basically stating the obvious. Thing. Oh, bless him. Well, he's been chatting to Pep Guardiola, we understand, for three hours. So some, mean... some people say that they're not... So big Richard Keys, big Keezy, uh-huh. your mate, yeah. He um he was piping up on this blog yesterday saying that Pep and Messi aren't friends and don't talk to each other anymore. I mean that's just not true, is it? I don't think I don't think it can be true, Vish. It seems like that would be a waste as well because we think that three-hour conversation it probably only covered. Oh, it's just Nathan Redmond. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say just like they one. were just talking about Nathan Redmond. Pep was saying, "If you got Nathan Redmond's number, I want to see if I can make him a better player." Imagine talking to someone you weren't friends with for three hours. <laughs> well, three guys, hours you just someone... imagine the football ramble recording. <laughs> 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 you see, the first hour was them saying, "No, we're not talking about that." No. The, yeah. the great, the great thing is, the great thing about the Messi saga 
is that it's going exactly down the road that a lot of people would have predicted. We are now officially at the Neymar talking to the owners of PSG phase to get him to try and sign him for PSG, which is fascinating to me because I remember the times when Neymar wanted to leave Barcelona because he knew he could never be the man he wanted to be and the player oh, he wanted yeah. to be and win the Ballon d'Or because he was in the same team as Messi. How the tables have turned. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's probably a bit of short-termism there in terms of, uh, with regard to Neymar and getting that Champions League trophy and feeling he's got a better chance with Messi for at least one or two seasons. If um, they're struggling with financial play, fair play with Neymar, though, how no, bloody no, hell course. is that going to happen well, in PSG? I, yeah, I also think teams who are going to go for Messi sh- probably shouldn't show their hand just yet because we don't really know how much they're going to have to pay because I don't reckon he's going to go for free, nor do I reckon anyone is going to go near that asking price, obviously. What don't, you think, what don't you think he'll go for free? Because you think the clause is, is nonsense. Yeah, and I, th- I think if he, if he does really want out, they'll just have to strike an agreement where, right, we'll just, we just have to take a fee, a Neymar-esque fee as a transfer, and then, we, then we'll let you go. Hmm. And so I think until teams know that, I think it's a bit... Well, obviously, they haven't really come out and briefed anyone on it because Manchester City's people have been telling local journalists up there that they're not really in for him. They haven't talked about it. It was only through Sky Sports, I think, that hmm. it came out that Messi and... Um, Guardiola had this conversation earlier in, or I think maybe even last week. Uh, and PSG are just going to be linked with him no matter what, aren't they? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's still got a way to go, but I think he'll... I agree with you that he will go. I just don't think he'll go for free. Okay. I think he'll go, and I think he'll go to Man City. Uh, my, that's, my, uh, that's my opinion on the line. Leaping my, on the train. My head above the parapet. I was kind of driving the train at the start of the week. Yeah. I just stuck my neck straight out there. I think, I think he'll definitely leave, and I think he'll go to Man City. That's what I think. You don't think it's just a kind of Argentina-style strop-off? Well, I don't, well, I don't know. I don't think we should say that. No, oh, I'm not sure God. you can get away with saying that, really. Why? Oh, Mason. You can't say that. What, an Argentina-style strop-off? No, an Argentina-style strop-off. What he does all the time to the national team. Oh, we lost. We didn't win. Oh, he retires every five minutes. Uh, we, didn't, yeah. we, we didn't win this. Right, I'm so, not so, doing it anymore. So it's a good point. The interesting part, part of, of this as well, of that particular area of it, is that People think that Messi, because he's quiet, he doesn't give that many interviews, and he's not the character that Cristiano Ronaldo is, mm. that he's some kind of like really placid, laid-back dude. Apparently, around Barcelona, he's like the absolute terror. He's yeah, like a how tyrant. How could he be? How could he's a tyrant, he be a laid, laid-back dude? If you want him to be a tyrant at Man City, let's get him in there. That's what I say. Oh, dear. I've said yesterday, I feel for Phil... I feel for... It's hard to say this sentence. I feel for Phil Foden. That's who I feel for. Mm. Down the pecking order again. I know they don't play in the same position, but you know what I mean. Like, so you really genuinely are you just or are you just trying to go along with what's happening at the moment and no, and have an opinion? I, I mean, do you, I, do you look, really genuinely I, think he's going to Manchester City? I said yesterday that the tipping point has been reached for Messi because he knows the thing he's desperate to do is win another Champions League. That's that's Where public. Can do it, that's right? public knowledge, yeah. right? He's thirty three now. The rebuilding job at Barcelona is so big that it's going to be almost impossible, realistically, who for a player whose 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 skills are really good, but are obviously to say the least but are on the wane because he's getting older. He can't hang around. He needs to go to an oven-ready team. And I think Man City are probably getting to that stage. And he could be the one that kind of ticks them over. I think that those two Real Madrid performances were coming-of-age performances in the Champions League for Man City. Guardiola fucked it up against Lyon. We know that. If he can learn that lesson and he can add Messi, I think they've got a chance. And I think that's why it'll work. All right, then. So it's solved. We don't need to talk about it anymore. I'm glad <laughs> we've solved that little dilemma because we have much bigger problems to be considering now absolutely it is of course now time for this it's, 
one of those games is quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it. Luke's game has come around again. It comes around so fast. Kate, how have you enjoyed your first week as the lineal champion of Luke's game? Oh, a lot I of press a lot of press appointments, I expect. It's been busy. Of, yeah, but it has been busy. Um, thanks to all those people who stopped me in the street to, to yeah. congratulate. Actually, no, sincerely, thanks for the love on Twitter. It's actually been really quite sweet and endearing and yeah. um, made me feel quite proud. Um, I could have done with a few more Fridays off, to be honest. Yeah. I'm not doing another Friday after this for a long <laughs> yeah, time. Well, yeah, I, think... I feel like I didn't want to defend it. Someone said to me, I've, it's got shades of Wigan 2013 about it. Oh, yeah. Which hurts, <laughs> uh, but is also kind of what I think. People, and I could have done with maybe just a little bit of a break to enjoy it. People generally weren't that enthusiastic about challenging Andy on a Friday for the Luke's Game crown. And I hope you don't take this in a disrespectful way, Kate, but since you've won it, they've been queuing up and Vish was at the front straight away. I want it, I want it. I want to do Friday this week because he thinks he can beat you. So if that doesn't fire you up, then uh, nothing will. Um, Jesus Christ. I, don't, right. I don't think I can beat you. I just think you can beat yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's like, they, like um, was it Yo, um, Johan Cruyff said about the Italians? They can't beat you, but you can, you can lose to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And because I've got my notepad that saw him off. So we'll see the day before Kate, Kate was in there. I told her about the notepad yeah. and writing it down. And I also told her just to believe in herself. Yeah. And I'm going to say, don't believe in yourself. Use the notepad, but yeah, no, believe in how badly you can do in the next <laughs> 10 minutes. All right, here we go. Let's get ah! cracking with it. Um, you know the rules by now, but for those who are new listeners, um, I name a, uh, a player. The guys have to auction for how many of their clubs they can name. The youth teams don't count. There's no repetition. There's no wrong clubs. Um, and um, if you get it right, you're here. Um, the noises like this. That's a correct club. That's an incorrect club. Ooh. Um, saucy. Get used to those. Um, here we go. The first game, because Vish is the challenger. The first player um, goes to him first to make the first bid, as is the custom. Fire in the belly, head in the freezer. Here we go. Wesley Snyder. Six clubs. Wesley Snyder. Wesley Snyder. Six clubs. Yeah. Of course, Vish, heavily linked over the years to your beloved Man United. More Probably would still be linked to them now, actually. Are you helping him? Well, he didn't play for Man United. I so. know, but still, you're sort of giving <laughs> Okay, him... here's another club he didn't play for. <laughs> you know, it's... I'm going to start the bidding at three. Kate? Hang on a sec, please, if you don't mind. Oh, mate, I've got one you're not going to get. Oh, because, uh, yeah, can happen. Yeah, can. Go then. Four. Four. Bish, do you want five? Let's hear you four. Okay, one at a time, please, Kate. Four, please. Uh, the clubs that Wesley Snyder played for. It's mad to me how now Kate's actually taken an interest in this game. She's actually quite good at it. <laughs> yeah. The I first know. one, it, it was all I could I was... do to physically push her into the studio and sit in the seat and do it. It's because, look, I'm still against it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just participating, you know, because there's a whole, con anyway, there's a context we can talk about outside of this. But okay. four clubs. It's fun to have fun. And don't look at my notepad, Vish. No, I'm not, I'm not. Jesus. I suppose okay. it's too late for him to do anything it is, about yeah. it. The one, so I might even just start with the one that I think. The fish won't get because okay, there's on. a lot of clubs in Qatar. Yeah. Where you used to live, of course. Where I used to live. And yeah. I was there when he was there, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. And they're all called Al. Yeah. Capone. The one I think he played for is called Al Garafa. Garafa. Yes! Come well, on, I can win that. No, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Ajax. Uh, that's two. Real. Real Madrid's three. I would prefer the full name of the club, please, Clay, if you don't mind, but I'll give you that. Oh, thanks, mate. That's all right. I appreciate it. Um, and some kind of Milan. Some kind of Milan. That's what you said last week. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I know which one it is this time. Inter. 
Correct. That's one point to Kate. All right, Kate, you are one up. You get to go first with the next player who's also played four. Did you six have the three? Did, was I right? Sorry to interrupt. Did you have the three? I had the three, and then I had a, an extra one as well. Oh, did you? Yeah. Go on, Galatasaray. Yeah. That could have been one. And Nice. He played a little bit at Nice oh, right. for, for a season. Um, those, those are your six. Next player who's also played for six, your first this time, Kate. You're one nil up. It's Patrick Vieira. This might is this a bit before your time, Kate. You're going to play the age card here. Fisher's young too, isn't he? Oh, no, not really. Doesn't feel like it. Give me a bid when you get a moment, please, for how many of the six clubs that Patrick Vieira has played for you can name. Retired in 2011. Very illustrious career. Great player. One of the best players I've seen, I'd say. I'm trying to read Fisher's face. He's doing this face where he's like, I'm thinking a lot. I've got a lot of thoughts. People will be playing along at home so they can use this time to work out how many they can think of as well. Because we get a lot of um, interaction from listeners saying that they could be, do better than all of you guys at this. Yeah, but, I know. But then I say to them that when the pressure's on, it's a different story. People speak a lot. Mm. I think I'm... I'm just going to... I'm just going to... I'm going to start with two. Two. Fish? I'm going to say three. Yeah. Four? I think I'm going to let Vish do it. Okay. Three to you, Vish. One at a time, please. Three of the six clubs that Patrick Vieira has pulled on the jersey of. <laughs> Arsenal. Made that sound kind of Obvious. sordid, Luke, by the way. In your mind, maybe. <laughs> Juventus. Correct. I only spent one season at Juventus. Interesting. Thanks, Luke. Mm-hmm. Is he pausing for effect? This is the one I'm going to get wrong. Um... All right. Build yourself up, mate. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Three. Sorry, two points, I, know, I should yeah. say, I to Kate. It. You couldn't name three Patrick Vieira clubs. I just had a total total blank. Started off at Cannes. It's Can. tough, isn't it? It's a tough game, this, guys. Started off at Cannes, went to Milan, Arsenal, Juventus, oh. into Milan, and then Manchester City oh, for a season. Shambles. So sorry, you could have had both of the Milans there. Yeah, had, I, had, Milan. I, had them in my, I had Inter in my head, and I didn't put it... Two nil to Kate with three to play. This is mad. It's a madness. All right, Kate, you're up first. I actually, when this happened last time, I was sort of in a kind of state of disarray. Yeah. I'm now starting to feel more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is where you're wearing the crown better. This is where I should be. Here's a curveball. This is a curveball. Going to cause controversy. People are going to have to accept it. Oh, what? The the complicated algorithm that selects the players each week has selected this player. It's you first, Kate. Mm. He's played for four. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Oh, no, it's Vish first. It's Sorry. Vish first. Apologies. Apologies, everyone listening. It's Vish first. He's played for four clubs. We've already talked about him on the show today. <gasps> it's not. It's Gareth Barry. Stop it. That's not fair. Life's not fair. That's mate. not fair. Vish. Sorry, that was very high, listeners. I really <laughs> apologise. Okay, how many of the four can you name? Um, all four. He has to go. That's not fair. I don't get a chance to go. That's the way the game goes. Uh, you want to name all four? You know what he's doing here? He's, he's interceding on your behalf. Aston Villa. <laughs> Manchester City. Everton. This is a scandal. West Bromwich Albion. This is a scandal. Correct. 2-1. 2-1. can't believe you did that. All right, Kate, you're up next. What do you mean? It's just, it's just how it goes. That's brutal. You're up next. Um, I should have said it was me. I could have... Yeah. Oof. I mean, the fact that I'm, I'm somehow interceding is I almost gave it to you the day first. <laughs> I completely forgot. Um, he's played for seven clubs. <sighs> he's still playing now. Okay. Um, and he is a very enjoyable player to watch. Um, he is Gilfie Sigurdsson. Huh. 
Seven clubs that Gilfie Sigerson has played clubs. for. Seven clubs, that's loads. More than I thought. Yeah, kind of. It's, it's weird sometimes because you, you you find the player and you bring them up and you go, they really play for that many clubs. But anyway, Gilfie's played for seven. Um, how many of them can you name? Kate Mason, please. I think listeners will probably do quite well on this one because he's been around the whole time mm. um, the Ramble's been going. So if you listen to the Ramble every week, he probably would have got quite a few mentions by now. He has, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. He's doing that face again. I don't know what it means. I, there's a strategy question I'd like to ask you, but th- maybe afterwards. I think Fish has taken a lot of confidence from Gareth Barry. I think he's now, he now looks like a man who means business. Give me a number. That was a gimme, though. No. Give me a number. Um, four. Four. Vish? Five. Definitely five? I've got, I've got to go five. I don't think you have the facilities for that. <laughs> <laughs> don't big shack me on a <laughs> Five. Can you do uh, six? Yeah, I can't do six. Five to you, Vish. Go. Swansea City. Good use of their full name. Play for them twice. Spurs. Everton. Still there. This is where I'm going to come and start, I think. Reading. Oh. One away. Oh, God, I thought you'd done all of them. No, it's Pay one attention, away. Mason. Are you sure he's not done all of them? No, he's done four. He needs five. Oh, sorry. He's done all the ones I can do. You let me host. You host your <laughs> bit. I'll host mine. <laughs> sorry, mate. I'm not trying to put you off at all. I think this is going to be wrong, but I've got to say it. Brentford. You've done it. It's 3-1 to Mace. Ah, play the away. button. Press the Kate button. Mason wins. <laughs> I'm so disappointed in you, Vish. I know, I'm disappointed in me as well. Up until today, Kate Mason was the Andy Ruiz Jr. of this game. Absolute sucker punch. I resent Joshua. that. <laughs> <laughs> but she's defended her title again. Do you want to do the final one? Very quick to see what the score, final on, score is. It's 3-1 at the moment to Mason. Time? Yeah, we'll squeeze it in. All right. um, this could backfire horribly on me. Do it quick. <laughs> do it quick. Uh, you're first, Vish. He's I've... played for 10 clubs in total. He retired in 2001. He is Stan Collymore. Ooh. I don't think you have the facilities for that, big man. Stan Collymore. I'm going to start with four. Kate? I mean, you've won anyway. So I don't. Probably... I should just be like sitting back with yeah. a pina colada. Make him here. name him. Make him name him then. See if he can bring it back. It doesn't make any difference. Ten clubs, Stan Collymore. Ten. Ten. Yeah. That's excessive, isn't it? Why has he gone to so many? Mm, I wonder why he's gone to so many clubs. <laughs> we couldn't possibly comment. Why would that be? Um, yeah. Look, I think I've worked hard enough today, actually. Yeah. Fish. Why don't you go ahead? What and was your I mean, bid? I've got this wrong. Your I've... bid was three, wasn't it? Three. Yeah. Go ahead. It mate. was four. His bid was four. Oh, no, three. Nottingham Forest, Bradford, and Liverpool. Well done. But just just to reiterate, Kate Mason wins. There you go. And I'm going to dance in your face. Congratulations. Because you don't like it. Did he play for Everton as well? Look, I'll go back over the... Did you say Villa? I'll go back over the Gilfie Sigerson clubs and the... Excuse me. I'll go back over the Gilfie Sigerson clubs and then the Stan Collier ones. Reading for Sigerson. He started at Reading. Shrewsbury Town on loan. Crew Alexander on loan. Spent a bit of time at Hoffenheim in Germany. Swansea City. Spurs. Swansea City again. And then Everton. Stan Collymore. Started off at Stafford Rangers. Crystal Palace. Southend United. Nottingham Forest. Liverpool. Aston Villa, bit of time on loan at Fulham, Leicester, Bradford, and then finished his career at Real Oviedo. 
I think I might have said four. That's it. You did say four. I think I might have said four. It doesn't matter. It's all right. I'm happy for Vish to take the three two, but I think there will need to matter. be a steward's inquiry. Yeah, afterwards. we'll do the inquiry okay. afterwards. Yeah. The, 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 the salient point is this, though. Kate Mason lives to fight another day. Still in that champion's chair. How do you feel, Vish? I feel rotten, actually. I've got like, time <laughs> off from work as well, and I feel like absolute shit going into yeah. the first weekend off in fucking ages. Yeah, there you, you go. ruined that's, my life. That's what this game will do to you. Kate, have you got a message for the haters out there? Be a lover, not a fighter? Yeah, good. Although you are a fighter on this game. Be a game. fighter and a lover. Yeah. But just don't fight me. It's... <laughs> <laughs> what a pathetic call to arms, everyone. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for that. I'm off out to get drunk again. <laughs> um... I can't believe it, but anyway, yeah, more to more to follow. I think in this in this ramble streak as it now is. It's two a streak, fish. Oh, I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, fish is a good loser. We've learned that today. Um, everybody, thank you for a lovely morning. Made lovelier, Luke. Thank you for your lovely game. Thank you very much. Thank you for a lovely game, Vish. Vieira played for both Milans. <laughs> both Milans. Hello. I am the reigning champion of Luke's game. I'm Kate Mason. I just want to say thanks very much for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network. 